Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Dan Plucker, executive producer, other side of the glass. We broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Check them out. Lakeland.edu. So coming up on today's show, Jay Kokorowski from BadgerBlitz.com joins us coming up in about 15 minutes. Uh, from right now to give us the latest from Badgers practice uh, earlier today. And apparently, Graham Mertz put on a show, uh, the Badger quarterback. And uh, I that's I hadn't planned on having anybody on the show today, to be quite honest with you. And then I saw the tweets, several of them coming from different reporters from Badger practice. And Jay Kokorowski was there tweeting as well. And I was like, well, we got to get somebody to talk about these Badgers and Graham Mertz. I'm excited for the college football season. I mean, I, I don't know about you or anybody else. Uh, but I'm Jack, man. I, I want college football back. I think now that Rodgers is back, I think I'm more excited for the college football season than I am even the NFL season at this point. If Jordan Love was going to be the guy and not Rodgers, then I probably would have been more anxious to see what Jordan Love was going to do when the season starts. I know the Packers you know, are going to go win 12, 13 games, win the division, and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Similar to the Bucs. You know they're going to go win 50-plus games, 55-plus games, go to the playoffs, and then see what happens. Uh, and spoiled sports fans in Wisconsin, if that's what you want to call us, fine. But we're just talking about the reality of the situation of how good these teams are. And that's what we're going to see. We're going to see a bunch of winning out of the Packers. The Badgers, to me, appear to be more of a, a little bit of a mystery. Yes, they're ranked 12 uh, in the AP Top 25 or whatever, and we've talked about that. But still, you you still want to see what happens to the running back position. What is Graham Mertz week to week without being out for COVID games, without having a start wide, starting wide receivers both hurt, with Paul Chris calling plays and not Joe Rudolph. I mean, there's a lot of things that will be uh, different this year and hopefully can stay that way week to week and see what kind of a rhythm Mertz can get into week to week with his wide receivers and the play calling uh, of Paul Chris. So I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. So we'll talk with Jake Kokorowski, BadgerBlitz.com, coming up at about quarter after two. But want to start off first uh, talking about uh, the NBA 2K uh, ratings that came out. Now, am I a huge video game player? No, I'm not. But I've got a kid that does play a ton of NBA 2K, uh, plays a ton of Madden and all that other stuff. So I watch him play the game. I've seen him play the game. I hear the stories about the different uh, video games and franchises and what's good, what's bad, what he likes, what he doesn't like. 
uh, and all this other stuff. So I, I kind of got a feel for it to a degree. When I originally saw the numbers come out, and I'll give you the numbers for the three Bucks players that everybody cares about, Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton, I think I was a little taken aback by some of it. So the first number that comes out is Giannis. Giannis's number is 96. Same as, I believe, Curry and Kevin Durant. Same number as both of those. Now, before I knew what those other two numbers were, I was like, man, 96. Man, won an NBA championship and was pretty good. Yeah, he can't shoot all that well, so maybe he's he's not perfect necessarily, but eh, fine. Maybe it's, maybe it's 96 then, so be it. But then when I saw Durant have the same number as Giannis at 96, I was like, oh, well, they're just not going to give anybody a a perfect number. That's just, they're just not going to do it. Uh, And then Curry as well. So that relaxed me a little bit. Then the second number comes out and it's Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is an 88. And then I started thinking to myself, okay. So Chris Middleton is an all-star type player uh, who continues to throw up 20 a night, night in, night out, can be inconsistent throughout the course of an NBA season and go through those droughts where he's just brutal, uh, but then also can get hot and carry your franchise from time to time, uh, is definitely the closer on this basketball team. Uh, and maybe you didn't go to him as much in the regular season, but you definitely saw it in the postseason that he's definitely become that guy. And I would assume, I would assume that part of these numbers come after the postseason. Maybe the game is made before the playoffs even start, and those numbers are already put together before we get to the to the point of putting the ratings together. You know that would be fun, Plucker. We should we should run down and get somebody from the 2K series or from the Madden series. And talk about how the video game is built. Like, how do the rankings get built and everything that goes into it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I I saw a video of, who was it? Was it Luca? I think? Had the sensors all over his body and was doing all of his signature type stuff uh, with a basketball. I think that video was out, what, a week or two ago? Did you see that? That's the really cool thing about 2K, which I don't think the other games do, at least not to the same degree is they uh like for the cuz there's only a, a there's a finite number of NBA players there's like way more players in the NFL oh, and yes. way more players in the MLB for, sure. for those guys Plus to have to minor leaguers that of. come up and everything mm-hmm. else exactly yeah, so right. it makes it way more difficult for them to for do sure. the same thing that NBA 2K can do but they literally put these guys in like body suits that are attached with these little balls that they can track the exact motion of their shooting form and animate that into their player. So literally the shot that you see Luka Doncic make in real life is the exact same shot that he will make in the game. The dribble moves that he does are exactly the same. All of his tendencies are exactly the same as what he does in real life that they like implement then then into the game because they have this technology. It's literally incredible. To think that back when I started playing video games, everybody looked the exact same. Everybody was the same, right? They everybody was the same color, everybody was the same body size, everybody had the same head size, everything was the exact same. Now they may have had a different name or a different number or whatever the case may be. And I go back before you know, even before you had names or numbers on it uh, before and they were just cities and there was nothing else attached to it. But yeah, 
it's come a long, long way. Now, again, we're not at TV graphics necessarily, but we're getting close to being TV graphics. I mean, they are looking more and more uh, identical to the guys that we're talking about. They really are looking more. Look, the graphic itself, uh, the the Bucks uh, tweeted out uh, of the three players, right? Giannis, I'd say he's pretty much on. Middleton, I'd say he's pretty much on. And Drew Holiday is pretty close. I mean, of those three, of, of what they look like in real life and everything else, it's pretty much right there uh, when it comes to you know how they look in the video game. But the rankings themselves is the part that I find interesting because in Madden, the NFL players get all worked up in arms, right? Oh, this is what I'm ranked. Oh, my speed should be better. Oh, my, my hands should be better. Or whatever the case may be. My blocking ability should be better. They take that stuff personally in the National Football League. I don't know if it's taken as personally in the NBA with the NBA 2K rankings. I don't remember a lot of complaining in years past about NBA 2K rankings on players, but Dan Plucker, have no fear, he's found somebody complaining. Yeah, well, a couple people. So Trey Young, uh, he's an 89 overall in the game. So again, this is basically ranking somebody from one to so 100. Just over Middleton. And just over Middleton. Middleton exactly. 88. He's right. an 88. So Trey Young was listed as an 89. He said, feel like we do this every year. Y'all ever going to get it right? Hashtag can't even play it yet. Um, so he said that. And I actually have the top 10 players and then some of the best players in the NBA across the board. All right, let's go. So one, and so there's like 96 overall, but then different skill sets will Take some a player closer to a ninety seven than a ninety six, sure. and down down to a ninety five. Giannis' and shooting so is not taking so him closer exactly. to a ninety seven. Exactly. Right. So LeBron is the number one ranked player in the game. Kevin Durant is two. What's LeBron's number? He's he's a ninety six as well. So, so nobody's over ninety six. Nobody's over ninety six this season. They usually reserve that for the legends like Kareem and and Michael Jordan and and like the top top players. I've played with those guys on, um, on the fourteen on the, uh, Logan's game. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So so it goes LeBron, Durant, Giannis, Steph Curry, those four are the top four ranked players in the game at 96 overall. Um, it's now a step below. Kawhi Leonard is a 95. So is Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, and Joel Embiid. Those three are 95 overall. Then it goes to Luka Doncic, James Harden, and Damian Lillard as 94 overalls. Um, the next highest player in the game is actually Candace Parker because they added the WNBA into the game as well. Correct. Um, and she is the cover athlete for the WNBA version of NBA 2K. That is um, a huge, huge step for the WNBA. I agree. It's a huge, monumental step for that league now to be involved in this game. Yeah. It just is because it of is. everybody that plays it. Mm-hmm, no doubt. Um, so then from there, it goes to uh, Jason Tatum, who's a 90 overall. Now, there may be players in between here somewhere as well, but these are just the ones that have been released. So right. that was the top 10 that I listed. Yep. These are the rest of the players that have been released. So Tatum is a 90 overall. Zion Williamson's an 89 overall, as is Trey Young. Uh, then Middleton is an 88. And Holiday is an 85. LaMelo is an 84. LaMelo Ball is an 84. Okay. So those aren't all the best players in order there. There will be more t- players that are very talented in that mix as well. I, I this but, is where I this is where I struggle. It, 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 I'm guessing you will disagree as will the majority of other people. To me, every rookie should have the same number in year 1 of a game. Every rookie should have v- virtually the same number. 
they do updates throughout the year, don't they? Where they can change yeah. ratings or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Throughout the so, season, all of these numbers to start, will change. To start the year, maybe number one overall gets a different rating, but everybody else gets virtually the same rating. And then as the season goes on, those ratings obviously can change. So if you're a second round pick, but you're playing like a first round pick and you deserve a higher number, then you get the higher number. My question is this. Once you're in the game and you're playing, and let's say uh, Trey Young is going off. He's averaging 34 points a night. He's just going crazy. Can his number raise up to, say, a 96 during the season, or is he stuck at where he is because, you know, he's a vet? It'll be uh, gradual. It won't just be like he starts as an 89 right now and boom, all of a sudden he goes up for a two-week stretch. So are they doing updates like every week, or how often are they doing updates? It's usually every couple weeks. If I remember that's, correctly, that's so fairly... it's like every three or four weeks they update right. the rankings, but it's not. There's never any situation where somebody will gain like seven points. In so a, they're not going to admit a mistake that quick. Correct. They're going to make very it work rare. to get himself it's very up. rare, especially for the really good players in the NBA like Trey Young to make that big of a jump. Usually, it'll be somebody like kind of like you, what you were saying, where it was a second round pick that was ranked really low, and then he's a starter on a team out of nowhere and it's dropping 10, 15 points a game, then he'll make a jump that it will be higher than anybody else. Or a guy who was a top pick who is not even getting any minutes, and so his numbers will go way down in, right. in the same ilk. But So it's it's mostly those younger players that they correct the most throughout the course of the year, but where, you're, where you start is usually right around where you're going to finish in terms of your ranking for the veteran players in the league. I got a tweet here from Mayor Mitch Ross, producer here at the station. He says, Drew disrespected again this year. Uh, SMH uh, shaking his head. Plucker, do you think Drew Holiday disrespected with his number? Well, it's a little strange because I think he finished last season as an 86 overall. So to go down a point after winning an NBA championship and proving his worth the way that he did is a little puzzling. But they changed the way, again, they changed the way that they rank these pretty much every season. Like when I was a kid and I was playing like the first, the earlier editions of NBA 2K, like there'd be three or four or five sometimes even 99 overalls in the game. And now they've really dropped that to be in that like 96 range. So it all depends on what, where the bar is set. So this year they set the bar of 96 overall is the best that we're going to put for the NBA players this year. And maybe a player will move above or below that, but that's the bar that was set. I don't know what it was set at last year, but I think Giannis was a 97 last year. So maybe he dropped a point as well. So if, Giannis drops a point from this year to last year. It would make sense for Drew Holiday to do the same. Again, Drew Holiday, I said it during the regular season. Like the the offensive production wasn't as consistent points wise, game in and game out, as I think everybody was hoping for. No, uh, was he a great passer? Yeah. Was he a great defender? Yeah. I mean, there, there were positives, but he wasn't that consistent twenty to twenty five point a night score. Uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks that a lot of people thought he was going to be when they got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, even when he got into the postseason, there were still those questions. And then he kind of took off there in the playoffs, uh, and then you got to see Drew Holiday uh, a, a little bit more. He really kind of took off uh, in the Olympics. That, that to me, is why I want to know when these are made. Like, when are the numbers formulated? Like, are the numbers formulated when the regular season ends and let's say on a normal year, let's say they're formulated, uh, the season ends mid-April, the numbers are put together by the beginning of May, everything is, is, is done by the middle of May or whatever, and we move forward. Or 
Do they wait to make rankings until the postseason is completely done? So can Giannis move a number depending on how he plays in the playoffs? Can he go up? Can he go down? Can he stay the same? Or is it only based on the regular season? That's why I want to get somebody on to talk about this because I don't know how many other people are interested by it, but I certainly am. And then how does a player justify moving up or down? Can a player go backwards, Plucker? So if they gave Milton an 88, could he go back to 87 or could Giannis yeah, go back to 95? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So if if Middleton's not playing well for a stretch, which we've seen in the past, right. but if if you know he, I think they do it by averages for the period of time. So if if he was averaging thirty something points for a month stretch, which would be crazy, but if he somehow He'd did that, and then but then exactly his number would go up, but then. The next month, if he's averaging 20 points, his number is going to go back down. Sure. And and so that's kind of how it varies throughout the course of a season and how their rating system works throughout Again, the course of the season. Old guy, when I bought a game, whatever they were, they were. And that's what it played like. There were no updates throughout the year. You wanted an update to your roster, you had to go buy the game the next year. That's kind of how it was uh, going forward. All right, let's gear from Jake Kokorowski. Uh, from BadgerBlitz.com. He joins us coming up next. Apparently, Graham Mertz had a day at quarterback for the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll hear all about it next with Jake Kokorowski. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Some of the greatest comedy you'll ever hear. Is he going to do his stand-up routine during the show tomorrow? Is that what's happening? Is Rami doing a stand-up routine during Bart's show tomorrow morning? He said, tomorrow morning at 9, some of the greatest comedy you'll ever hear. Rami will join us at 9. Yeah, I have no idea. We'll Rami see. Rami will be in here in about a half hour. I'll... You can ask him. Because, I mean, those two together, are, eh, you know, they're kind of funny a little bit. I mean, 
The great, uh, what's that that skit they do? The great... Uh, Barnack? Barnack, yeah. Barnack. That's really funny. That is funny. I don't know which one of those two write it. That's hilarious. Like, if they did that every week, then yes, I would agree. Very, very funny. Uh, those two together, eh, they're okay together. Yeah, they're pretty good. I know they love working together. Those two love working together. Uh, so, Ronnie Makhlouf coming up here at 3. Bart Winkler tomorrow morning, 6 until 10, like always. Uh, Toby Altizer produces that show every morning. All right, joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Jay Kokorowski of BadgerBlitz.com. Jake, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me again. Appreciate you. Yeah, you bet. Uh, short notice, but I was watching all you guys at practice tweeting about Graham Mertz and how good this offense looked today, and I was like, well, we, we need to talk about this because I'm a big Graham, Graham Mertz guy. Uh, so tell me, what did uh, how good did Graham Mertz really look? I mean, he looked he looked better than what he had looked before uh, in terms of last week, and it's nothing. Maybe I don't think it's anything really against him, more or less what what the defense that Wisconsin can bring. And you know, when you have players and you have, I mean, it, it's it's interesting where you know you watch you see so much of each other, and so you watch you have the same tendencies of watching an offense, and you kind of know what's coming because you're used to it. Uh, and usually at the beginning of fall camp too, right? It's kind of a, a stereotypical, but the defense is ahead of the offense. And so that's where in my head, you know, the defense, the defense I think could be a top, I would say, you know, top five unit once again. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see just how they, uh, you know, like how things progress going forward. But I thought Mertz had a really good day where, I mean, he's shown throughout last week and in the early part of this week, you know, the glimpses of obviously his potential of throwing every pass available, you know, available or needed in Paul Chris offense or college football in general. You know, he's been hitting players in stride. You've seen the social media, uh, you know, videos from Wisconsin talking about or showcasing him hitting, you know, Kendrick Pryor or Chimray DK. But today, it just, it, the offense as a whole looked crisp. And I thought that stood out the most to me where, you know, the, maybe a little bit hint of play action stalls out the defense of smidge and he hits Kendrick Pryor in stride for like a 15 yard pass or, you know, uh, one of the team periods, which is 11 on 11 uh, when it was first team offense versus first team defense, you know, he made, you know, a couple throws to Kendrick Pryor, a couple completions. And then, you know, near the goal line, he rolls out, finds Danny Davis in the back right corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, very in rhythm. I would say uh, he looked more in rhythm. He's a crisper, uh, in the passing. And, you know, the one thing he mentioned to us after practice with the offense, you know, going, it was more, you know, the consistency was there. And even within the minute, more minute details uh, with everybody there. So, I mean, you know, he had a touchdown on that play, you know, on that drive. Uh, in other team periods, he also had like Chase Wolf throw a couple touchdowns. And what was a mix, I would say, of second team players and more reserve players uh, out of those two drives that he, you know, had that. And there's one other one at the end of practice. So it's, you know, overall, it was a good day for the offense. Still more growing to do, but uh, you liked what you saw out of Mertz, and you know, it's you like also like to see what you've seen out of the defense too, because they also had a good day in my eyes too. Let's talk about the wide receiving core here a little bit. Last year, they looked great in their one game against Michigan. Then COVID hits, out goes Mertz. Uh, they miss a game or whatever the case may be, or two. They come back, and then the wide receivers can't play. Uh, and Mertz is left on an island with what he had. Uh, how good, how deep is this wide receiver core? I, I like this wide receiver group a lot. I, I think more. I think my opinions 
And it's like, like, or more just, you know, in terms of being a beat writer, your concerns for a team that you cover, you know, would, would, you know, one of them was just the depth at wide receiver where you mentioned last year, Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis, they missed a combined nine games last year. Uh, and that affected the receiving core where you didn't have you know, as much depth where you had to ask a true freshman, uh, Jim Ray DK, to really step up along with, you know, walk-on wide receiver and Jack Dunn. Uh, so, you know, that was 2020. Now, you know, uh, you know, Davis and Pryor have been healthy. They've been making really good plays in practice. Like I mentioned a couple of the catches before. I thought really Pryor and Mertz were on the money uh, and very crisp just with how, um, you know, this being in rhythm and, and the timing aspect of things today. Uh, and, and whatnot. And I think Pryor's had a really good camp, and so has Davis for that matter uh, on that end. But you also have DK, who, you know, from Waukesha North, so from right around the Milwaukee area, uh, the metro area. And he, you know, to me, I think could be a breakout candidate for this offense. And if you get those three wide receivers on the field when you're going to 11 personnel, which is for everyone there, it's a three wide receiver set. It could really turn some heads in my eyes where you know, it could be a, very much an attacking offense. Uh, DK's, in my eyes, has been able to catch a, not, not every pass thrown his way, but the vast majority. He made a couple of nice catches again today uh, and, and whatnot. And so, you know, it's going to be a thing where you have those three. Uh, Jack Dunn's always reliable uh, for his skill set. Yeah. Uh, and then you also have Devin Chandler, who I think could be a breakthrough candidate. Uh, at, at some point, he made a couple of catches, nice catches today. Uh, but, but you, you know, don't want. But well, hold on, you don't want yeah. Dunn starting again. I mean, the, you, we we can't go through that again. Well, oh yeah, I'm saying like I said, like I mean, it's one of the things with like the story of the walk-ons has always been that they've kind of been the glue that's held in the foundation sure. of the program. So if you need someone like he's a reliable hand. I mean, heck, during spring he can't. He, went from wide receiver and took some handoffs at running back because the depth at tailback was so bad uh, due to injuries that they needed him in there. So he'll do whatever he needs to be done, you know, what needs to be done. But I think there is depth behind him that's starting to grow more with, with Chandler particularly who had some brief glimpses, uh, you know, the kickoff return against Wake Forest. He had a, like 18 yard end around uh, against the Demon Deacons too in, in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, you know, along with a couple of catches prior. But, you know, he might be there. You know, I think A.J. Abbott could be, uh, you know, possibly getting on the field more, a fourth-year player of Michigan. I think it all starts, though, with Pryor, Davis, and DK. And if they stay healthy, that passing offense could be really, really, uh, I think, intriguing. On top of having tight end Jake Ferguson, and I think a couple of backs in Jalen Berger and Ches Malusi can catch the ball out of the backfield too. You know, the other thing uh, that we talk about is the running back position. We've talked about it a little bit with Berger, and then you've got the kid coming from Clemson. But there's also Braylon Allen, uh, who Badger fans didn't really know which way they were going to use him. They decided to use him, it sounds like, uh, at running back. How has he looked to this point? I think he still looks like I mean, he, I, think he, it's, I think it's hard for me because it's interesting to see just uh, how – where he could go from there, where I think special teams, he may make it, I think he could make an impact with just his physical frame and what he could do for return games, not, not as a returner, but more as a blocker uh, in my eyes. Uh, but, but, you know, for the offense, I think he's looked, you know, like a freshman, but I think you he, he can also tell a talent that's there. He had a good run uh, in a team period today. Now, I don't know, it ended with a fumble that was recovered by Dean Ingram, but it also sounds like the whistle may have been blown is like right on the edge there. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's made the most of it where you know, he runs hard. You see the frame. He, he says about, I think about 6'2", 238 on the roster right now. Uh, you know, he's a power back. Uh, and so, 
You have Jalen Berger and, and Ches Malusi who have, you know, some quick bursts. They can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, you know, we'll see just what happens with Allen, who, you know, I just uh, submitted my practice report uh, to my editor, John McNamara, but you look at how, uh, I guess, the, the number of reps and who's getting it where. You know, Berger was out today with a right leg injury, and, you know, so Ches Malusi got some first-team carries, and then you also saw – in the later team periods, you know, a lot of Isaac Garendo, uh, Braylon Allen, and Brady Shipper getting those, what you could interpret as first team reps just working in. Because uh, the practice went longer, too, today, you know, uh, from, you know, other practices that we've had. And yeah, I think, you know, he, he holds his own. Uh, I think there's always going to be growth. He's a, still a freshman. There's a lot to learn. Uh, but, you know, it's, I, I think there's a good chance he could be a contributor. Whether it's on offense will remain to be seen because there's still a lot more fall camp. But uh, I think there's other phases of the game like special teams that he could also contribute in. Tom J. Kokorowski, BadgerBlitz.com here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, he referenced John McNamara, who we have on the station all the time as well. Just a great site. Check him out, BadgerBlitz.com. Hasn't been a lot of talk around the tight end position, Jake, uh, with this upcoming team. How, how stacked are they at tight end? I mean, you have Jake Ferguson, first and foremost, who, you know. NFL Matt, player, right? He'll be an NFL yeah, guy. I think he will be. Uh, behind them, it's, it's an interesting group. I really, I, and it's been kind of an area of focus that I've kind of like just watched to see, especially in the past couple of days, just to see reps, uh, who's getting it where. I mean, you have Jake Ferguson, you know, who, like I said, first-year player. Uh, behind them, those like, you know, Jack Eschenbach, walk-on, who actually, you know, I think he might be the – the next, you know, in my eyes, in my opinion, maybe the next closest in terms of being a, the, the, the true all-around type tight end where who can block, catch, and whatnot. Uh, and, and he's got a six-six frame, about two fifty, and you know he's very reliable in terms of making catches, uh, you know, you know, and whatnot. And I guess with the group too, it's just, you know, there are a lot of players that have complementary skill sets uh, amongst them. Where you know someone like a Jalen Franklin, who's a converted outside linebacker, you know, has you know huge again a six-six type player who can go up there, go up the ladder, and reel in a pass. Uh, and then you have someone like Peyton Rucci, who's about 260, 265, at tight end, who's you know, more that hand-in-the-ground blocking tight end that sits up right on the line of scrimmage uh, and, and can punish people in the run game. Uh, you have some, you know, then you have someone like Clay Cundiff, who you know, can catch the ball. I think he can block, too, uh, and whatnot. And it, so there's definitely pieces there that can make that position group possible. You know, I, but you know, behind Ferguson is just – who's going to step up to be the next all around type tight end. And they have the players there to do it. Uh, and they have the skill sets to do it. Now it's going to be like, who's going to continue to, to evolve. Who's going to continue to make progress and, and make, you know, de- you know, be deserving of those game day reps and be called, you know, when they're called upon, make them count. You know, the other thing too, Jake, when we talk about this Badger football team is the play calling going from uh, Rudolph back to Paul Chris. We had Paul Chris on earlier uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago before their Badger block party down in the Deer District. He was on with uh, Leroy Butler and myself, and we talked about that whole switch uh, to go back to him for play calling. Can you pick up on anything uh, while watching this? Because the offense, I'm assuming, is, is virtually the same as it was last year. Yeah, just really not much. And, and with practice, they maybe try, you know, we don't know their, I mean, we, we, we kind of like tell like, in terms of practices at times, just, oh, they're going to go to this period now. They're going to go to this period. Or they're well, for to, instance, to, like to, like the jet sweep. Is the jet sweep, I mean, have we seen that? I mean, we've seen Amari Rodgers running for the Packers in their practice that seemingly disappeared out of the Badgers. 
Right. I mean, you've seen like you've seen the motion from it, you know, uh, you know, you've seen the motion from it even today in practice. I saw one rep where they've done that. But, you know, there have, you know, there have been, you know, Wisconsin's wide receivers can make, you know, be part of the running game. And you, we've seen that years past. And I think I, I would say after, you know, watching practice, I think that's going to be the case this year again. Now, it all depends upon matchups, too, where. You know, if they don't see it, I know some. You know, you need you like motion, right? You see that with the Packers, with that before, but even with you know before the floor came, uh, you know, with Wisconsin, Paul Chris, you know, you mentioned jet sweeps or like an end around like Kendrick Pryor, that's worked really well at times, especially against Michigan State in uh, 2019 with a 66-yard run. It's you know, it's to me, it's intricate. You know, it's an integral part of that offense to keep defenses honest from stacking eight or nine straight in the box. That way, you can get on the edge, keep them honest. Uh, I would assume that Wisconsin would go back to that. But again, too, it depends like when it comes to, you know, Penn state has some, you know, obviously they've recruited some, you know, uh, high end talent. Would they be able to catch up with that? You know, would the matchups dictate a jet swoop that could, you know, loosen up the defense for something that, you know, up the middle with a, you know, with an inside or outside zone run, uh, you know, it all depends upon matchups, but we've seen it before where again, uh, Wisconsin has been very, you know, profitable. They've been very successful, with those type of runs and, and keeping defenses off honest. Um, I mean, I think for me, you know, it's like independent on matchups, it can make a big difference coming up this season. And I think they have the talent to do it. Um, I, I uh, made the unfortunate mistake of looking at your Twitter account. What is going on with these haircuts in Badger camp? <laughs> what is this? What am I looking at? All right. For those that don't know, if you guys go to Twitter, it's at uh, Jake Coco, K-O-C-O uh, is my Twitter handle. And essentially, during practice today, I think that uh, like, I'm not exactly sure, but I take it it's just some sort of fresh things that happened to freshmen during their first year at Wisconsin. Uh, and the picture that I put up there was of Nolan Rucci. He is the five-star offensive lineman from from uh, you know Pennsylvania. He's the younger brother of tight end Hayden Rucci, who I mentioned earlier. And for those that have not seen it, you know, let me preface that by saying Nolan Rucci came to Wisconsin with a glorious mullet. Uh, you know, very much on the sides, you know, kind of like slick back, but flowing in the back, had a little bit, you know, fluffy on the top. Uh, and apparent, and then you saw the picture now, uh, they shaved that entire top part and left the sides and the bottom. Uh, so maybe it's like a little bit of a fryer tuck type look, but I would even, I wouldn't even call it that because, um, the mullet still flows in the back. And so that, that's, that's what, that was showed just, uh, today. You also saw similar haircuts or different type of, designs um inside linebacker jake cheney had one we had lines like going you know basically from one side of his head to the other uh jack Pugh had some design on the back that i'm still trying to to, to decipher and then uh another offensive lineman riley malman had everything shaved uh, on his head except for the front part uh it was just a big poof in the front of it so uh i think it's just i mean i don't know exactly what it is but some good natured fun uh, for some of the first-year players, some of them didn't have that yet. Uh, you know, a few of the first-year players did not have that, or we didn't see it because of the helmet. Uh, but we'll see what happens going forward when, when we can watch practice on Friday again. But uh, all in good fun, it looks like. And, uh, you know, no one was very gracious in allowing me to capture that photo for social media purposes. One last one for you. What about the Badgers' defensive line play to this point? They lose a couple guys off that line. How do they look so far? You know, I know, yeah, you mentioned, you know, the two that they lose, Isaiah Loudermilk, who's at camp. Gigantic dude. Yep. Yeah, six seven guy. Uh, you also have Garrett Rand, who, you know, basically retired from football uh, because of injuries. He announced earlier this year. 
you know, it, Matt Henningsen is their fifth year player from the nominee falls. So from, you know, again, the Milwaukee Metro area, uh, you know, Ross Kalaji praised him as calling him a, you know, a genius, uh, you know, in the, you know, academically and then also a freak athlete basically uh, has that combination that is great. And he's been a great leader for that defensive line. Uh, I've requested to talk to him on Friday uh, to just talk about the defense and, and the line in general, but uh, you have him, you have Keanu Benton at nose tackle who really has been disruptive in the practices that we've watched uh, so far uh, in fall camp and uh, can clog the middle, but he's also shown the ability to pass rush, which you saw a little bit of in 2019. He had a couple of sacks against Ohio state, but uh, you know, with behind that, it's like, it's also just, you know, who else is going to step up next to Henningsen at end. You have Isaiah Mullins who, you know, Ross Kalaji was, you know, I think when I remember talking to him this past weekend was pleased with some of the progress he was making, uh, you know, and he's been kind of the first team end next to Henningsen, another big, Body six five this is between six four six five ish as well. Uh, but you know, second team line behind them, Rodis Johnson, uh, who had a sack, you know, with the second team today. Uh, you know, he's looked pretty good. He's got a high end mortar. Uh, James Thompson Jr. had a safety today. It, you know, as part of the second team. So it sounds like he's these guys are so. playing. So it sounds like they're they're playing pretty well. That this may not be as yeah. big of an issue as some fans are thinking. Then it is, but it's also one thing too where I always preface by saying, you know, if injuries step up too. I mean. And who you're going against in practice, if it's the second team line versus the first team line, it can make a difference too. And, and you know, and, and, but, you know, Johnson and, and Thompson had good days, you know, but they also played against, you know, like second team line. So what happens when they go up against first teams? So I always preface that, not trying to like, obviously, uh, you, know, tam- you know, you know, just temper down uh, a lot of the expectations, depending on who they face or whatnot. But, you know, I think the line's going to, I think they're solving a lot of, uh, questions and, and whatnot going forward. And for that matter, too, Jim Leonard said in the spring that Wisconsin played in nickel, which is, you know, five defensive backs 70% of the time. And most of that time, that meant two defensive linemen being on the field instead of three. And so Benton and Henningsen have been essentially the first team defensive linemen in that nickel look. And if that's going to be the case, that front, you know, that, that front for Wisconsin is going to be very, I think, potent in terms of disrupting the the quarterback and the backfield just on the way they play. So I think they're, I think they're a lot better hands. I think they've, you know, there's developed growth there. Uh, we'll see just what happens coming up. It's Jake Kokorowski. Follow him on Twitter at Jake Coco, badgerblitz.com. Read all this fine stuff there. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Have a great week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. There he is. Jake Kokorowski on the great Midwest bank hotline. If applying for home renovation loan, as you're feeling anxious, breathe. Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Hey, Young Express, the company we talk about so much is continuing to grow. It's like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company. How about a company that has been in business for over 30 years? How about a company that's been listed on Inc. Magazine as one of America's fastest-growing companies seven out of eight years? Well, they're currently looking to add company straight truck drivers. Now, what are they looking for? Well, minimum one-year continuous straight truck driving experience, familiarity with DOT regulations, and clean background and driving record. What you can expect working for Young Express, 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday. So, weekends off, Saturday and Sundays. 99% no-touch freight. Big fan. All doc-to-doc, no home deliveries. Again, no home deliveries. Health insurance, 401k with company match, profit sharing, no truck jumping, and you get a new truck every four years. Personal days and vacation days. Apply for the position right now at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success drives them. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. A couple of uh, NFL news and notes. Matt Stafford, who everybody loves. Oh, Matt Stafford, he's out of Detroit. He's going to get after it now. Watch out for Matt Stafford. Uh, well, okay. Uh, Jordan Rodriguez, uh, who was at uh, their practice today, Stafford threw three interceptions, uh, picked off three times by the Raiders' first-team defense uh, when they got to do full-field work, including one uh, from former Ram Littleton following successful red period. Uh, and then she types, wonder how McVay will feel about the workday from both offense and defense. He'll speak shortly. She then quote tweeted that a little while later after McVay talked. McVay said, I think the one over the middle was a good aggressive decision. Uh, credited Raiders for a great play. And then a couple of them were just tip balls. That had nothing to do uh, with Stafford. I, I, I cannot wait from this aspect. I cannot wait. Because I, I I don't know if I'm on an island by myself on this Stafford dude or what the case is. But I have not bought Matt Stafford the entire time he's been in Detroit. I didn't buy him at Georgia. Just never have been a fan of this dude in big situations one way or the other. So we'll see. But three picks today so far uh, for Stafford uh, not going so well. Then we have the Bears. And this is the, this this one made me smile today. Yeah, maybe it shouldn't, but it's the Bears, so it did. Uh, so this morning... Uh, Matt Nagy has his uh, press conference uh, this morning uh, and says that left tackle Tevin Jenkins is is going to have uh, surgery on his back and that he might not miss the season. He might not miss the season. So that's not good because they don't really have another left tackle per se. Uh, Justin Fields is also hurt, apparently, uh, and uh, we'll have to wait and see how long Justin Fields is going to be out. Meanwhile, Akeem Hicks exited practice after a few minutes yesterday, and Nagy bristled at being asked why. The 39-year-old new left tackle Jason Peters isn't practicing, and Nagy can't say when he will practice. Eddie Goldman, the defensive tackle, is hurt again. Cole Komet, the tight end, also hurt again with a hamstring. Goldman's got a back injury. And then Jason Leiser, I think that's how you say his name, points out the Bears do not own their 2022 first-round pick uh, coming up next year. 
either. Things not off to the uh, best of starts uh, for the Chicago Bears. Not going so well at all. Coming up next, we'll check in with Rami Maglov. We'll see what's coming up next uh, on the Rami Show at 3 o'clock. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, the segment sponsored by Tally's Tap and Eatery, celebrating their kitchen grand reopening with new menu items and special pricing on wine splits today. Visit their Facebook page for details. That's Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Again, their kitchen grand reopening. Uh, Sparky, Dan Plucker, other side of the glass, doing a great job as executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and Sparky's Midday Madness each and every day. Rami Makhlouf does a great job hosting his show, The Rami Show, Thank weekday you. afternoons from 3 until 6. What's on the nice show? Of you. Well, you, feel, you seem a little down today. <laughs> I didn't want to pile on. No, not down. Just, just kind of wanted to say, I was like, how you doing, Rami? Yeah. Yeah. No, my exact reaction uh, was, Rami, eh. what, Rami, what's wrong? Yeah. Okay. You know, just yeah. like, it's yeah. not, you know, you're not always on 10, are you? Uh, Some I, days you're just, eh. Right? Me? Yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I was at 10. <laughs> long, long time ago. I mean, I'll bring it. Long you know, time ago. You know, I think you know this about me. No matter what's going on with your boy Rom Dog, even if it's just a eh type of day, these microphones go on. You're very good at I that. I bring it. No, yeah, no I bring question. it, right? You, many of you have no idea what this dude's been through in his life. But yeah, he he's always on for the show, no matter how yeah. crazy life might be off the show. I heard Howard 100%. You know, I know you don't like him, but I heard right, I heard dude. Howard Stern say a long yeah. time ago that unless like no matter what is going on in your personal life, unless you can make it good content, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like if you're in a down mood because whatever your girl, oh, your wife, the your little mom, thing or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, but but it, see, this is the difference. And I just saw a piece on this on uh, Barrett Sports Media, and I didn't even read it. Uh-huh. I just saw the headline and said, "Okay, I, we disagree." I'm not even going to read it. For me, I think over the course of time doing uh, the radio thing that we've done since what 2005, when we started this thing in January of 2005, is. Maybe they don't want every single aspect, they being the people that are listening to the show right now, they don't want every single aspect of your life, but they do want to be let in a little. Yeah, because over the course make, of time, if you, can make, you you build friendships and relationships with the listeners, sure. whether they come out to the toy drive or they come out to you at different remotes or they just run into you at Pick and Save or at Wendy's or wherever we may be out and about. Hey, Rami, I listen to you all the time, blah, 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 blah. Man, it was funny what happened with you and the dog walker over at that park. That right. that that type of stuff. Yeah, if you can make good, compelling right. content out of right. it, or you can just be angry about something. Right. What, right. Whatever the case might be. Yelling but like, about people not having leashes like, on their dogs. Like, like I turn on this microphone, and I'm like, I didn't sleep great last night, guys. I don't know if I really got it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, would be funny though. You start yawning the whole show. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Now that aspect, nobody does. You care, know what no. I mean? Because most people probably didn't sleep well last night. Yeah, I probably that, agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Like you yeah. know, I've 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 talked about. Issues, all kinds of stuff yeah. on the air for sure, but mm-hmm. you have to be able to make good, compelling content. So, what's your good, it. compelling content at three? Oh man, is it good and compelling today, Sparky? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, what buddy, do you got? is it good and compelling? Well, Ryan Wood, our Green Bay football insider, he'll be joining me you at three thirty with camp observations. Funny stuff off the air that probably should stay off the uh-huh. air. That ten and two time slot sucks during stuff like this. <laughs> it really sucks. <laughs> you know, it does. You know why it sucks? 
Because they got a scrimmage going on today. <laughs> I know. Right? During yeah. our show. Yeah. I can't get anybody on tomorrow yeah, to talk know, about you it. You want to know why? Because they'll say people are going to be back at the scrimmage tomorrow. You know where you'll get your first and only account of the scrimmage? Rami Show. Right here on the Rami right. Show. And then Bart will have some Ryan dude Wood. on tomorrow morning talking about it. Yeah. And then but me and Plucker and Leroy will just be reading stuff. We do have our Odyssey Sports NFL insider, Ross Tucker, joining us tomorrow on oh, one of these big shows. And news. not no. only that, Sparky. Go. We didn't even go for Ross Tucker, not, I don't think. Not only that, Sparky. Gary's gonna we be will sad. be getting him weekly on the Wendy's Big oh, Show again this year. What? It sounds Fuck like. So hard. we Ooh. we will be tallying him on to our weekly hits what? along with Ben Fennel, our uh, John Heyman, John Heyman as yeah. well, and then Ian also Harditz. Ian Harditz for yeah. There's going to be any time slot where you guys so, don't have a weekly guest booked. We're working on it. Okay. Dude, that's pretty good. How did you pull that off? Uh, I just said to to our new guy, Jordan, yeah. who's yeah. our national guy that represents all of our Odyssey sports yeah. guys, I said, you know, we had Ross Tucker in the past on a weekly basis. We'd love to make that work again if it works out for you guys. He said, well, we'll see. It looks like that can probably be done. And I was like, okay, well, it looks like it's probably going to be done. So Nice. All right. Well done. Well, well done, there you young go. man. All right. Well, that made my afternoon. That was good. So there we got John Heyman tomorrow and Ross Tucker. What time is Ross Tucker tomorrow, Plucker? Uh, 12.35, I believe. 12.35. John Heyman at uh, 10.35. Uh, all right. So sorry to interrupt your show. Totally Go ahead, fine. There's, but, but at least you, show news. At least you get Packers, guys. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, we're going to have Ryan Wood during the season again, you know just like you will. Replay and Bartlett. my discussion with Ryan Wood tomorrow on the show. See what happened at the scrimmage today. It's a good point. See that? Plucker, just edit out Rami's <laughs> questions and we'll play Ryan Wood back. We'll just act like he's you on guys, our show. You Perfect. guys ask the yeah. questions and play Ryan's answers. We'll just act like it's us. Right. Talking to him. I have no problem with that right. whatsoever. Man. I would never, ever, ever, ever do that to anybody. Got to make content. Go ahead. However, you can make content. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers at 345. He spoke today. Sparky, recently I came across a couple of odds makers. And the, the, that that gave the Brewers a certain percentage chance to win, and and different odds makers that gave the Packers a percentage chance to win the Super Bowl. Which one of those two teams? As we sit here today, on you just asked me what date it was, and I told you. And now this I is today, Wednesday, odds? August eighteenth. Today's odds. Who do you feel like has a better chance to bring home a championship? Packers. Really? For sure. Okay. I I hope the Brewers though. I've been right. saying the Brewers are going to win this thing for a while now, so. Yeah, but a better percentage chance. The Packers have one team to go through in the NFC playoffs. One, Tampa. They do that. Now they're one game away from winning the thing. Brewers, it always seems like baseball, that at the beginning of the year. Somebody else will emerge. Oh, fine. So but, there but, will be another contender that sure, emerges that looks like injuries, they might be a problem. Injuries will occur. I think the Rams so could be. The Rams could be a problem. Yeah, well, that's because you like Stafford. I do like Stafford. Through three picks today. Um, I mean, but, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if I like him. But when we talk about um, – this He's whole deal about, great dude. about Brewers, uh, about the Brewers, you got to go through series. And I'm sure you're not going to talk about this, but as a Brewers fan, and I know it irritates a lot of people, but like, actually, when I say this, I don't want the damn one seed. Just like for the Bucks, I didn't think I cared about the seed until we got deeper in the season. And then you're looking at the run from the two or three seed versus the one seed. And then I was like, oh, I made a mistake. The one seed was the easier route. And they had to go through the hard way, and they still won it. Fine. The Brewers, the way it sits, if you're the two, you get Atlanta, and then winner of Dodgers-Padres-Giants matchup, and you only get one of those guys to deal with in the in the um, ALC, or NLCS. I like that. If you were the one, that means I got to deal with the winner of Dodgers-Padres, beat them, and then go and beat the winner of Giants-Braves. Now, that I have no idea, because... 
I should be sold on the Giants like everybody else. I, I'm just not there. We had Rick Hummel on today, a baseball Hall of Fame writer, St. Louis Post Dispatch. The Giants are like 33, 34 yeah. games over 500. Been doing it for 50 years, Rick Hummel. He goes, I just, I'm just not there on these guys. I just, I, I don't can't. Know what that just is. Not there on the Giants. I don't know what that is. Like we have a pretty then, large sample size now of these guys being a good baseball right. team. And then you got and that. They added Chris Bryant at the trade deadline. Did you hear what he said yesterday? Taking shots said. at Javi Baez, he had to have been talking about Javi Baez. No, I didn't hear Chris this. Bryant yesterday said, that, you know, what he really likes about this team is they put their head down and they work. There's no flash. There's not about themselves. They just really, you know, go out and they work hard every day, and that's more or less who he is going forward. And immediately everybody's like, all right, he's talking about Javi. He's clearly taking shots at Javi. And that's not a shot. That's just saying it's more like his, his, style. his style. Lunch bucket yeah. type guy go so out there. not saying there's anything wrong with the other thing. style. I mean, I didn't see or hear the quotes, but uh, the video's out there. You can go back and listen to it. But, yeah, so I, I found that was interesting. Brian, a great addition for them, by the way. Very yeah. much so. Great. Awesome addition. Yeah. Like MVP-level addition. It's pretty good. Where are you at on Yelich, speaking of MVPs? Real quick. I'm starting to see some signs of life, but still mm. not quite there. Yeah, yesterday. Told Gary and Leroy. Yeah, I tweet out. He hits a double down the line. I tweet out, hey, he's starting to look better. He's starting to barrel up the ball a little bit more. A little bit. A little couple games, right? A little bit. I tweet that out. First at bat. I think it was first or second at bat. Hits double. Turn my phone off, put it aside, don't look at it again until this morning. I go back to it this morning, people are coming after me. After he struck out two times, left five guys on base. Oh, yeah, Spark, really coming around great there. Left five guys on, <laughs> struck out twice. Come on, man. It was after, it was one at bat. It was just that. Thank God I wasn't still on my phone when that was all going on. Because I swear to God, I would have been fighting with people on Twitter last don't night. Don't fight with people on Twitter. I don't. It's I don't. never worth it. I do not. I mean, I, I've, I do. I've got I, it we much all, better. We all fall into it from time to time. Got it it's, much it's better. It's never worth it. It never nope. really is worth it. Got it. I, I don't. I Nope. And that was the reason I didn't want to get on Twitter, if you remember correctly, because I didn't want to deal with people on Twitter. But either way, here I am. I have fun doing it. Kevin Holden of, of CBS 58. He'll join us coming up at 430. That dude's lost so much I'm weight. Sure. I know. I saw a picture of him again the other day on social media. I forgot where you know, he was. He and Ryan Wood. Like, I thought I looked good after my weight loss. And then he and Ryan Wood go and do what they do. And that, I don't I don't feel like I I made the drastic improvements in my appearance that those dudes did. I don't know how much Kevin Holden <laughs> lost. I'm positive it wasn't 135 pounds. I no, don't know how far much, to go. I don't know Ryan Wood how but much I, he lost. I know it was not 135 pounds he might in a have year. Been close. Your your weight loss is far more impressive than either yeah, one of those but two. I don't feel like, uh... And I love both of them. But you, what you did, and you made five hundred dollars. They made nothing. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. So trust me. At the end of the day. And you got an attempted makeover from our old trainer, Karina, which you then just threw right out the window and went back to some of those. I still have those clothes. Yeah, but you went right back to dressing the way you were dressing. I still wear them from time to time when I need to get fancy. So that's what's coming up on the run. Oh, and at some point I want to play those KD and Draymond uh, remarks. I was reading it. I didn't hear it. Oh, my God, dude. Like, I thought Aaron Rodgers would scorched earth on the Packers. Durant's just... No, no, this is Draymond. Draymond did did most of the firing off. I saw Draymond ask, was it as big of a deal, that argument between him and KD, so he could sleep better at night? Then I saw part of KD's response, and then I stopped nope, it and Dray- didn't watch. Draymond said he told Steve Kerr and uh, what's their GM, their president of basketball operations, Bob something. Bob Myers. Uh, he's, he said, y'all bleep this up. He said he said that right to their face. He said, y'all bleep this up. And I think this was because everybody thought 
it was that fight between Draymond yes. and KD that That's led why he to asked KD him that. departing. Right. This is this is Draymond clearing his name and and laying all the blame at the at the feet of Steve Kerr and and, and the president of basketball Said operations. Before. It's one of the most it's amazing. O- he's one of the most overrated players in NBA history. Overvalued players in NBA history is Draymond Green. That. And if I would have been them, I would have traded him as soon as I could have traded him. But now, again, I'd still trade him. I still wouldn't keep him. You've got all these young guys coming in anyhow, and that's going to be your dude to lead him. Mm. I said on Twitter today, nope. I was like, I don't know how he comes back to the Warriors after this. And somebody tweeted me, same way Aaron Rodgers came back to the Packers. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, fair. Except fair he's enough. not fair Aaron Rodgers. He's not an MVP. He's he's not that's that. True. He's that's a, true. He's a really good role player. To a bunch of shooters, he had his chance to go be that guy. Hey, he's an and Olympic champion. He got. To, he had a chance to be that guy this year. Do you know what he was himself? Which not, isn't all that. It's he's, just, he's an Olympic champion. Very good passer. You put some respect good defender, on his name. and could lose his marbles at any time on a court. I mean, I, I don't. I, got, I really like Draymond. Got absolutely no use for the dude. Uh, okay, so that was fun. What, what I was going to say something else. Today. That's the whole show today. I told you the whole show today. There it is. Yeah, there was something else. I don't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. Oh, I know. The, your little uh, mock draft th- mockery yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see how bad Tim was this week? I wanted to bring that up. So I listened oh God, I listened dude. to part of it, and then people started going off on Tim. Like, dude, he really hosts a fantasy football show? Drafting. What was he doing? What do you mean? Like, what, what was he doing with those picks? I don't know. Was he distracted? Like, was he doing the dishes or vacuuming? No, or- and, and actually, as we were going along... I was, it didn't, it, you know, each pick when he made it, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that kind of makes sense. Sure. But then when you saw the whole thing together, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, we do draft mockery with Tim Allen every Monday. It's usually stupid, silly, non-football related. It was every day when they things. had their show together. But now it's this, now we're like ramping up for fantasy football. Right. So we're going to do position by position. Which we, is draft, good. we drafted quarterbacks. You can go and see it at 1250 AM, the fan. And I don't remember who he got, but he last, at last check, he had less than 5%, Sam has less it. than 5% of the vote. Sam, you have the, you have the results over there in front of you. It's not pretty. It's, it's embarrassingly Did bad. you have Rogers franchise. I got Rogers. Yeah. I voted for you. Yeah. So Tim had the last pick. I had the first pick. But Tim's team consisted of Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, and Joe Burrow. Like, Keep in mind, <laughs> he picked uh, Dak Prescott over Russell Wilson. Okay. So a couple of things started one, bad with Josh Allen. One Prescott. We don't know how healthy he'll actually be this year. <laughs> Number two, I would never take Tannehill or Joe Burrow. Like. It's just not happening. And of course. I rather would have dealt with Stafford and gambled on that than go with Burrow or Tannehill. Tannehill's another guy I don't understand all the love for. You add him to the list of guys I don't get, but whatever. Tannehill or Josh Allen? Tannehill. Mm. You, you and the rest of the world disagree on Josh Allen. You are by yourself, like literally nobody else believes what you believe about Josh Allen. Can I uh, promote a segment that we'll be doing next week on the Rami Show? Yes, Sam Schmitz. Um, so they play the Packers play the Bills next week in preseason, obviously. Um, you need to get Josh Allen on the show. No, so what? <laughs> yes, you do. Well, I mean, on top of you that, should get obviously, Josh Allen. I would love to talk to Josh Allen. But we'll he be doing like a great dude. We'll be doing a segment called Josh Allen or. Oh. <laughs> just, to, just to really gauge where Rami's at on Josh Allen. Yes. I love That's it. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Like, what is the deal with you and Josh Allen? I have nothing against him personally. Dude, you I embarrassed just, yourself no. in Chicago on the score talking I, about him, I just, and then you brought it to Milwaukee to do the same nonsense. I have nothing against a man personally. I just congratulated him when I was on the air on the score last week for getting his big contract. So, like, do you the, compare him to, like, Cutler? 
Is he your Jay Cutler? No. What I've said Big all along. Big R, but a choke? What I've said all along is, that what you think? is he's Mitch Trubisky 2.0. Holy crap, no. What? Yeah. In what aspect is he Trubisky? He is. Pluck, Plucker's like crying. He's I laughing said, so hard at you. I, what are you talking about? I said 2.0. I don't care if it's 5.0. I don't see the comparison. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know who sees the comparison? The Buffalo Bills. That's why they just went and signed Mitch Trubisky to be Josh Allen's backup. You always want a backup who resembles your starter. So they all but affirmed my my conclusion by going and signing yeah. Mitch Trubisky this offseason. But what Josh Allen has gotten that Mitch Trubisky never did is like some good coaching, a good offensive line, some good weapons around so him. So Trubisky's about to turn system, it around. A system that fits him. I mean, if I've said if he gets some playing time, he's going to look a lot closer to Josh Allen than he looked to the Bears version of Mitch Trubisky. He's not as good as Josh Allen. I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying he's that good. I'm just saying, like, the Bears screwed him up, made him look even worse than he was, where the Bills coached up Josh Allen, have made him look even better than he is. But he'll be exposed now that he got the big contract. Sam Schnitz, if the that Buffalo roster Bills will crumble around him. If the Buffalo Bills came to you and you're that idiot Ryan Pace in Chicago – and they said, we'll give you Josh Allen for Fields straight up. Do you do it? No. Yeah, and I'll, I'll refill no. your soda machine, too, while I'm at it. No. You would? No. Way. In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Every day of the week. No. Every day of I'm with him. I'll bring you Wendy's and bring you some soda for your soda machine. No problem. Here's Mr. Fields. We'll take Josh Allen. In a heartbeat. Hey, all you, day long. You brought up Wendy's. You just I know we're so late already. You brought, Have you seen the Reggie Bush Wendy's breakfast commercials? <laughs> Has anybody seen these? I might have. They're hilarious. They're really, really funny. Wendy's and, is very, very good with create with creative stuff, whether it's commercials or whatever. And there's a sneaky good, like, Reggie Bush is, like, fawning over the employees right. at Wendy's. He's like, are those fresh eggs for me? You know, and, and he uh, goes and asks one of the kids who works at Wendy's for his autograph, and the kid signs it, and he's walking away, and he's like, don't sell those online. It's such a sneaky, funny line because of Reggie yeah, Bush. USC. Yeah. <laughs> But see, you got, that might be too inside because a lot it's, of people may not get it's, that. But it's a sneaky, but, funny line. It cracks yes. me up every time. And the way the kid, de- it's a really good delivery by the kid in the commercial too. They're funny commercials. Speaking of funny, yeah. nobody else will care about this uh-huh. other than me. Yeah. So if you're listening, you're mm-hmm. not going to get this. Uh huh. They say don't do this on the radio too. Uh-huh. Have you done any of the training videos they they tell you to do with our company? Have you done any of yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Very funny. Like the like the, how bad the, the acting one, is. It? No, no, no. The, the actor that Shut plays. Up, I'm done. That, I'm that's done. Like, no. Oh yes. No, it's good. Very good. It's so bad. Dude, it's so good. It's so, so, it's so good. No. Like I could watch them all day. Like just make a TV show of those dudes and, and the girls in it and make it like a new TV show. I thought you were They're doing all like very. I good. thought you were doing something administrative with me. Like no. have you done your training session? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Because right, I was go. way behind. So I watched them this morning. I was like. These are really funny. Yeah, you don't think so? No, they're bad. You and I just don't get along on our sense of humor. We just do not agree. But if you think Rami's funny, oh, that was the other thing. Tell me this. Bart in his promo said, the funniest comedy ever tomorrow morning at 9. Are you doing a stand-up routine tomorrow morning at 9? No, it's just me and Bart together. Comedy gold every time. See, I told Plucker that would be the disappointment. Oh, well. Rami show coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 